0: the other day in the middle of the night two dead girls began to fight back to back they faced each other drew their swords and shot each other a deaf policeman heard the noise and came to kill the two dead girls but if you don't believe this story is true ask the blind man he saw too or just listen to this podcast with two dead girls hey
1: guys welcome back to the podcast two dead girls how are you we've missed you hey guys (laughs) if you missed the first episode i'm raven and i'm sydney and it's been a little bit since we have recorded we both had some big stuff going on in our lives sydney was busy with work and taking her finals at school going through acting classes and i went on vacation and also took a huge test and have been really super busy so we
0: apologize for taking a little bit of a break (laughs) yeah but we're back now with more missing peoples and murders and whatnots.
1: We also want to give a big thank you to everyone who has listened to the show. I think we have about forty or fifty streams now, and that's pretty awesome because we're just starting off, so we're pretty proud of that and excited for what the future has in store. So I just want to go ahead and thank you guys for that. If you guys want to keep up with our social medias, our Instagram is Two Dead Girls Podcast and no spaces just two dead girls podcast and our email is the exact same thing at gmail.com we post case updates there we post pictures for our visual learners and uh, you know a lot of fun stuff there as well so I definitely encourage you check that out
0: yeah definitely a good resource if you want to get a a face to go with a case I like that a face (laughs) to go with a case
1: I had to put that on there a face to go with the case
0: we do want to uh, start off by letting you know we are dealing with my adorable niece having a hard time going to bed right now. So if you hear any weird noises in the background, like maracas or her messing with a dog, you know why.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's life, y'all. And for the mothers out there listening, I know you know how it feels to want to do something and get things done, but you know, you're never you never stop being a mom, so... She will probably make yeah. her way over here any minute now and uh, try and speak to me or cry or shake her maraca or something. So Brittany wanted to let you guys know ahead of time. <laughs>
0: I think it's cute. So it's fine with me.
1: <laughs> we do want to thank you guys for all the support on the Britney case. Um, today's case is actually a little bit different, though. It did not happen here in the United States for our United States listeners. It did happen overseas in Germany, Berlin, to be exact. So... The case was hard to translate. We did do the best that we could um, with the research that we could do, but the case is German. So we want to go ahead and apologize for any words that we do mispronounce while doing this case because we don't speak German.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and uh, we also want to cite our source, our biggest source here, uh, being the In the Dark, the Rebecca Roosh case podcast. Uh, If you speak German, go check them out. Uh If you don't keep listening, we'll translate some of the information for you,
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> because it was definitely hard to find translated information yeah. i I was debating taking a German class while listening.
0: <laughs> you know because I, th- I no more. I think Mom did once we could we could call her, but i I don't know about how much she remembers,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I know I could, not I barely even remember my Spanish,
0: you know. Maybe we'll Duolingo some German in the future, but for now, just bear with us.
1: So I think we're going to go ahead and start on the case today. So today's case is going to be the case of Rebecca Rusch, a missing Berlin girl. She was 15 at the time. Um, everyone in Germany really knows about this case, whereas the United States, we don't really know much about it or haven't heard much about it. But it is a huge
0: case overseas, and everyone who's anyone knows about this case. And, you know, the main reasoning for that is that they don't get a whole lot of missing person case over there, which which I found pretty interesting because I feel like we get so many every day here.
1: It's a common occurrence here, whereas over there, it's not as common. Definitely yeah. still happens, especially cases that have to do with, like, human trafficking and whatnot because of the borders. But it doesn't happen as frequently over there as it does here in the United States. Which is actually pretty terrifying
0: for us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have you know posters up at Costco, and these people don't don't have to deal with this very often. Which you know, I guess is a great thing, government wise. But the the problem is how easy it is to go from country to country in Europe.
1: So to get a little bit uh, deeper into who Rebecca was and who her friends and family say she was, we're going to go ahead and go over some characteristics. Um, people describe her as being super kind and friendly, a little bit timid, but also really family oriented and out there. I guess it just depends who she's talking to at the time. Um, but yeah, she's so beautiful. She has
0: blonde hair and blue eyes. She kind of reminds me of Sydney a little bit. I just she keeps saying that, guys, and it makes me nervous because, you know, what we're talking about here, <laughs> it's the fair skin and the blonde hair and like the just pouty lips. She just
1: I don't know, just looks like someone like you.
0: I I see what you mean. I I, I see the resemblance in the pictures, but that that creeps me out a little bit. Not going to (laughs) lie. Well, she also reminds me
1: of you because she did have, well, she had two sisters, but one of her sisters did have a little girl and she was super close with her niece. So that's another reason why this case kind of reminded me of you and stuck out to me.
0: Yeah. Again, I I see the resemblance. I mean, my niece is pretty cute.
1: (laughs) I uh, would have to agree. I wish she'd go to bed right now, but I would have to agree. (laughs) I did it. I did it all myself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, so other thing that we want to go ahead and preface before we start here um, is a big deal in this case is that WhatsApp is super huge in Germany. A lot of phone plans over there don't really have texting as an available option, so a lot of people will resort to using apps like WhatsApp, specifically WhatsApp.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that's pretty common in, in most european countries or you know i know we have family in, in south africa that, that uses pretty much exclusively whatsapp so i i guess it's an american thing to text
1: yeah for sure so though so rebecca went to jessica's on this particular day which is her sister who is 27 years old with the niece that we mentioned earlier um jessica is married to a man named florian which is important to remember and they lived extremely close to rebecca's parents house This was, this particular night was a school night, which was very rare for Rebecca's mom to let her go out on, but since it was her sister and they were relatively close, she was okay with it. So, on the 18th of February, that Monday, following the Sunday that she went over there at 5.45am, Florian gets home from what we know as a work party or a company party. So at 7 a.m. Jessica leaves with her child for work and to drop her daughter off and shortly after that their mother tries to get in contact with Rebecca but there's no answer whenever she calls so she calls Jessica instead. And since Jessica's already at work she goes ahead and calls Florian to try and see if he can get Rebecca to get in contact with their mom but Florian says that she wasn't there so they assume that she already went to school what was weird about that is she didn't have to be there until 9.50, so it was super duper early. And that was kind of odd for Rebecca because she never did that, you know? So in order for Rebecca to get to school, she'd have to ride the bus. Now the way it works in Europe in most countries is that there's no school bus per se. It's a city bus, public bus, public transportation that people would take to their destinations whether it be school or wherever else. So Rebecca would have to ride the city bus to wherever she was going. And um, that's just how it works there. But Jessica said she didn't see her that morning. And she just assu- she assumed that nothing was wrong. It was all okay. She just got on the bus and went to school a little early. Maybe she had to do something. No clue. Maybe her phone had died. Um. At
0: 825, Rebecca's mom tried to call Florian directly. Uh, the first time he didn't pick up, but then he called her right back. Um, at 842, mom starts uh, sending messages through WhatsApp. And apparently her message was delivered, but not read. And the reason that this is important is because the phone was on and connected to the internet for it to be delivered. So her phone wasn't dead. She just wasn't answering.
1: Everyone was super positive about the situation until Rebecca didn't come home that day. And the school called and also said that she never showed up. She just didn't come to school that day, which wasn't like her. And as far as the parents knew and Jessica and Florian had known at this point, she did get on the bus and she did go to school. So no one really knew where she was. That's whenever Rebecca's mom took it to the authorities and the search began. At first, as they always do, and I'll probably say this in all cases that we cover, the authorities took it as a teen runaway. How do you feel about that, Cindy? I know you have strong feelings. Biggest
0: freaking mistake you can just always never treat it as a teen runaway because you're never gonna find somebody if they're in danger. If it's teen runaway, they'll come home or they'll or they'll show up somewhere. Otherwise, just, just treat it like the worst happened. Exactly.
1: Whenever whenever authorities
0: treat things as
1: like a teen runaway or something like that, they're missing those crucial first couple of hours in a case that are detrimental to the case and to the findings. So much evidence can be destroyed within the first couple of hours. So much can happen to a person within the first couple of hours. It's always just such a bad idea for authorities to
0: do this. And I just don't see why it's so repetitive in all cases. I'll give the police here a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. And this is the last time in the case that I will do that. Um, Just because they don't deal with this as often as we do here in America. But there's no excuse for any other police. Right. So some articles
1: that I read said that they did immediately start searching for her, but it was super controversial because some articles also said that they were still treating it as a teen runaway. Um, but most of them did say teen runaway, which is kind of like where we're going to go with this, um, conversation because in the podcast they did say teen runaway as well so there was conflicting information but i just wanted to mention that so if you guys were to research it on your own you would see both of them and understand that it was very conflicting and i think a lot of that had to do with um the language barrier
0: exactly so after all this uh authorities decided to go to jessica and florian's house first since that's the last place she was known to be And so they could try and get some clues from there. And around this time is when they started releasing photos of Rebecca to news sources. Uh, There's some issues with the photos that they released. Um, The police and the family had different ideas about what photos should be used. Because Rebecca, like any of us, likes to use filters on her Instagram post and you know, make herself look good, get all dolled up before she goes online. But the reality is some days she's going outside, no makeup on, no filter. And if she's walking around like that right now, we're never going to be able to find her based off the photos that they're putting out there. So the family wants more natural photos that look like her every day. The police want to use most recent Instagram photos, which is not always reality.
1: Yeah, that was so... um... It was such a conflict from the family to the police because the family even gave them multiple photos of her natural, um, current, but the police used older photos that had filters on them and makeup apps and edited. Because Rebecca was an influencer on social media, she had two Instagram accounts, one was over 30,000 followers. So when you have that kind of following and platform, you want to make sure that you know, you're looking your best and everything, but in the reality, like Cindy said, we don't always look like that, and it's really important that in missing person cases, we get the most raw and natural photos that we can get, because if you are being held captive or whatever, you're gonna not look like that, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, she was a cute girl either way. I mean, she didn't really... She didn't look like a whole different person, but she with if anybody has, like, those blue and orange tinted filters on, like we all used to use in the early days of Instagram, um, it's hard to, to really see what color hair she has, what color eyes she has, that kind of stuff. Important details.
1: Yeah. So the family was obviously not too happy about that. But moving on, we're going to talk about what Rebecca left the home with, or what items were missing from the home along with her. So she was carrying a Vans book bag. I'm not sure of the color. I couldn't find the color in any of my research, but it was a Vans book bag. She had fuzzy pink zip-up jacket, kind of like a Sherpa hoodie, but a zip-up jacket version. And it was pink and fuzzy. Um, She had a purple fleece blanket, So the same kind of pattern as the Sherpa jacket, just a blanket form. It was purplish, kind of pinkish, magenta, if you will. Um, Just a mix between the colors, but for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to say purple because I think it looks more purple than pink. Her cell phone, she was a huge BTS fan. So she had a BTS t-shirt on. It was long sleeve. I'm pretty sure it had pink writing on it. And she had her Polaroid camera. Those things were all missing with
0: her, which could have all been inside of that Vans book bag. So the initial search uh, came up with no foul play, um, which I don't feel like it's easy to say in a missing persons case. But OK, <laughs> uh, the 23rd of February. They decided to reclassify it uh, from a missing persons case to a homicide all of a sudden after they yeah. had pers- originally on what was it the 19th? classified it as no foul play so that's within a few days zero to 100 real quick as raven says real quick <laughs> zero to 100 real quick <laughs> yeah they also found out that her phone was connected to a router at seven forty six a.m with the whatsapp um so uh, yeah the- it was
1: strange because it was she was connected through whatsapp to her router the morning of her disappearance where she actually sent a selfie of her wearing the clothes that I mentioned before, the shirt. And she was fully dressed. She sent it to her friend, but her friend thought it was strange how early she was up. So her friend texted her back through WhatsApp and there was no response. So that was kind of weird. But other than that, her friends would say that her behavior wasn't weird at all. She had no weird indicators that she was going to run away. She had no suicidal ideations. Um, so they were really concerned. I mean, she was, you know, like every other teen, a little sad. But to an extent, they weren't really
0: concerned about it being a suicide. Exactly. So by the 27th of February, um, they retraced Roots uh, looking for signs of kidnap. Um, they brought dogs along with them. And the dogs picked up on her scent while walking to the bus stop. So because of this, it's... Assumed that she did make it to her bus, the city transportation bus, and got on, but that's where the scent stops. So we don't know what happened to her after that point, but that's kind of proof that she did make it to her bus.
1: Yeah, so the next day, Florian was arrested in connection because his stories continued to be contradicting. um At one point, he said he was at a company party and that's why he didn't get back until late. And then he said he was home uh, or then he said when he got home, he immediately went to sleep. But that wouldn't be correct because his phone connected to the router as soon as he got home and showed him messaging and browsing the Internet. He wasn't so he wasn't sleeping like he said he was his and Rebecca's phone.
0: Yeah, I was going to say it's also important to note that he and Rebecca were home with their phones on the router at the exact same time. Right. So that would prove they
1: were there at the same house at the same time, which is also weird because he told Jessica, uh, Jessica, he told Jessica that she had left at 715. So maybe they just didn't cross paths. Was he drunk? He does not remember. But it's also kind of weird. Like, why would you straight up say I didn't she was not home? Not I didn't see her, but she was at home. If she was at home, then why like, why would you say that? You know, it's a little sketchy. I'll say that. Yeah. So authorities searched the home while he was in custody, but they found nothing, so he ended up being released. Public expected the family to act a certain way, but they acted the complete opposite, actually, so it was kind of weird. So normally you would expect the main person being, you know, the suspect in a case to be kind of outcasted by the family. You know, you think that they would believe that, but they they completely stood by Florian.
0: They believed that he had nothing to do with this at all. So it says a lot about the family that uh, they were sticking by Florian because, you know, you you again, you would think that as soon as the police were trying to say that this guy who was supposedly your part of your family, your son-in-law hurt your daughter in some way, that you'd be against him. But they it says a lot about his character. It says a lot about the family for sticking by him. And it really makes me doubt the police if they reacted the way they did. Yeah, they even spoke out in interviews and told social media
1: um, and encouraged them pretty much to not blame Florian, to give him the benefit of the doubt, and to believe the family instead. And they said authorities were just trying to find a way to pin it on Florian. They even went to the extent of digging up his past, which he had a few things in his past, but nothing too big. But the media did twist and turn it a lot. But I think this is important to mention because... Um, Florian did have some suspicious activity which would be why the police focused all eyes on him. So on the 4th of March 2019 he was arrested for the second time only days after the first one with the urgent suspicion of homicide. So that's what we're kind of talking about when it comes to like um, them putting the blame on
0: Florian. They suspected him of homicide. But they don't have a body at this point. That's exactly what is the reason for assuming that so quickly with no evidence that that's what I question about it.
1: Well, it's probably because of his suspicious activity. So his plates were detected two times on the A12, the morning of her disappearance at 10:47. 47. Um, they spotted his car, which was a raspberry colored Twingo, which is super recognizable. If you guys don't know what a Twingo is, it's kind of like a hatchback kind of looks like a Fiat in the shape.
0: Yeah, um, like a small little hatchback or like a, a Chevy Spark kind of situation.
1: Right. And it's it's raspberry. So it's pink, a pink car. So I mean, it's kind of, recon- I mean, it's really recognizable, actually. It's like a really a color. Yeah. yeah, he was supposed to be asleep at this time, according to his story. And then the following night at 1030pm, he was spotted on a 12 heading into Poland, so in a different country. And he had never mentioned that to the authorities in the initial interviews, so it was yeah, kind of suspicious.
0: It is suspicious, but leaving the country when you're in Germany or any other part of Europe versus leaving the country when you're in America, it's much different. It's Very. like a day trip. You could, you could do it in a couple of hours. Right. So I, that it's a big deal, but it's not a huge deal. I think it was just because of the timing, man.
1: Yeah. Just the timing. But it's also important to mention that he is the only one who had access to this car at this time. So no one else could have been driving it. So if anyone is assuming maybe someone else was driving the car, maybe it was stolen. It was never reported stolen. No one was ever reported driving it besides him. He even said he's the only one who ever
0: uh, would drive it. So, yeah, I just, it's a little sketchy, but it's not homicidal sketchy yet. You sound like the family, because at this point, they were
1: still standing behind Florian each step of the way, being very evasive, but also kind of sending mixed signals. They're saying the activity is sketchy, but believe him, he didn't do this, and I wish that he would just tell the truth about what he was doing. So the the media was twisting it as if he was being very, very, like I said, evasive with it, wondering, oh, what is the real story? Why isn't he telling the real story, which we'll get into a little bit later.
0: I just don't think he would be so obvious with his movements if he was trying to cover something up that's all
1: yes yeah, so when the media put out the details the tips started flooding in like really flooding in people were saying they saw his car in a large forest in Rieplos Brandenburg sorry for the pronunciation again I don't speak German but Rieplos Brandenburg and um, this launched a massive search where they have found tire tracks that seemed to be misplaced and it just it was very strange but they were never able to verify if the tires matched the car so everything was called off from this location
0: interesting
1: yeah um, so then so then it moved to Walsiger C and like i said i don't know how to speak german and i know that's probably not right but walsiger w o l z i g e r it's also in Brandenburg. It's a lake. They moved the search there where they use boats and dogs and thermal cameras and everything and still nothing. It just it
0: just doesn't seem like the place to take her, you know?
1: Yeah, so I think they thought the same thing, which is why they then moved it to Lake Herzberg. I'm really bad at these names. I should have let you do this, Sydney, <laughs> but, <I'm sorry>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but moved to Lake Herzberg, which is only 10 minutes away and still nothing. So I think Sydney, you're on the right
0: path with what you're
1: thinking here. Yeah.
0: So Florian then finally confesses to what he was really up to and why he did a real want... story. Yeah. What <laughs> he, why he didn't want to tell police what he was doing, which is understandable. Uh, He had been drug dealing, and he was going out at weird times and going to these secluded places because he was doing illegal activity, just not kidnapping and murdering illegal. Uh (laughs) So the family knew this the whole time. Clearly, they don't I don't know if they mind that he's a drug dealer or not, but they they know he's not going to harm their daughter, which is the important part. And so the family was glad he finally came out with all this information. Uh, And that's what he says he was doing on the first trip, was doing a drug deal. The second trip, he said that he lost his wedding ring in the forest, which is a little bit sketchier to me, and the police thought so too. Uh, it, It definitely made the police think, oh, this is for sure our guy, because he went back to go find his wedding ring in the forest. Which, I, I don't know how you lose your wedding ring in the forest and don't know. Neither do I. Neither Maybe do I, he man. was high. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Probably, but the
1: family still stood behind him. So, it, it makes me believe that he may have just been wrong place, wrong time kind of situation. But obviously, we don't know. But I think yeah. one of the bigger theories in this case, along with Florian, is going to be one that the family also really believe so this this is a theory i buy into yeah so she met a guy named max on instagram so like i said she had two instagrams One was over 30,000 followers. So she had multiple people messaging her, multiple people being influenced by her. So, I mean, it was inevitable to meet people on the internet in her case. She also had a TikTok. She had a Snapchat. She was very known on the internet in her area. So she met a guy named Max. He wasn't from Berlin, but they were the same age, and they wanted to meet up. But as any young girl, she was scared, as she should have been. You know, you don't want to meet up with a stranger on the internet because
0: they could be... You know, someone they're not. They can if be you an older have person. a lot of followers, or even know, you don't have a lot of followers, if you have a lot of followers on Instagram, do not go meet a guy that's lit in your DMs. Especially not alone. Go to a very public area, if you insist, with a friend yeah. or three friends. Just right. do not. It's not a good idea. It's never worth it. Don't.
1: Yeah, the family believes that she may have skipped school and went to go actually meet him. And they believe that he was someone who he wasn't and he was grooming her. And something happened there because two days after the disappearance of Rebecca Rouge, Max vanishes off of all social media. He's completely gone. His account is gone. No one has heard from him. Is this a coincidence or a catfish? Or is it a catfish? That should be a new segment. Sydney any coincidence or catfish. I love that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so this kind of angered authorities a little bit because the family was going out telling these theories to the public, to the media, and the authorities believed that it would compromise the investigation against Florian,
0: so they were not too happy about it. That's what bothers me. It's like if you had enough evidence against Florian, you wouldn't be that worried about it, but you're really trying to force this on him when everyone else is saying no it wasn't him and it just seems to me because they don't deal with things like this in their area a lot they wanted to open and shut case as quickly as possible with whoever they could find to pin it on
1: uh, so that would lead into you know not them not having any evidence against florian so he was released for a second time um so then we're going to go back into the search of the home and the search of the twingo And there are some more things that the cops find important that I want to share with you right now before we get into the case further. So the cops found Rebecca's hair and her blanket fibers in Florian's trunk. Um, They found this suspicious. I don't really find this suspicious because she would have been in the car, you know? Yeah. She's she's 15.
0: Yeah. She's, she's 15. She's not driving ever. He already said they're not driving. Nobody's driving his car. Second, we know she's all about her niece, and what do I do when I'm all about my niece and I'm in your car, Raven? I sit in the back seat with the car seat, and I play with Mac. And so any hatchback car, if you throw your stuff in the back seat, because this is a small car, you would throw your, your backpack or whatever in the trunk, and you can back me up on this, as girls, we shed... Our hair sheds like Oh, for sure.
1: My hair goes everywhere.
0: Yeah. And I can't tell you how much hair I have in my backseat or trunk of my car, the backseat or trunk of my parents' car, the backseat or trunk of my fiance's car, probably the backseat or trunk of your car, Raven. I'm never in Uh your car. Like, (laughs) it's just what happens and it's not suspicious to me with the type of car it is now if the trunk was completely separate that'd be a different story but because it's a hats back it's not weird
1: yeah which is also what the family is saying they also believe that you know it would not be weird for herself to be back there because she was there often she played with her niece in the car even in the trunk just throughout the car she would run around the car with the baby and it, it makes sense that her dna would be in the car how many so, times have you
0: open up a hatchback car to change a diaper too i mean you'd be back in that section
1: right so this is another part that kind of um threw me off with this situation is that the authorities came out saying that there was in fact evidence that a homicide happened in that house they believe she never left the home alive and she was killed by a man how do they know this evidence or how do they know this information we have no clue. They have never released the evidence as to why they believe that she was killed by a man to why they believe she never left the home to why they believe that she's even dead in the first
0: place. So that sounds weird to me. So Madeline McCann to me. Yeah. Or did the police were just like, Oh, we, we just need to open and shut this. It definitely happened. This is what happened. We swear. Just trust us. Like not not, not a source. Just trust us is not a source. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I completely agree with you. Um So they haven't released the evidence like I said. So Florian hasn't been charged. They said that they need a body in order to charge, which we've we've talked about a little bit before in this case that it's it's not necessarily the case that you need a body to charge or to convict someone of murder, but it's definitely so much harder whenever you have no body to convict someone. So they need a body they need a conviction before they can charge Florian. And since there's nobody, that that's
0: kind of hard to do. They just don't know what happened to her at all. And they're exactly just making up their own stories about it.
1: Yeah, so the family is trying to clear Florian's name. They don't believe that he had any involvement in this whatsoever. Um, people may have different opinions of that. I don't really know what to believe. Some of me thinks that it's suspicious as activity, but I also think that the max is a good lead. Um, there are several theories in this case that we'll get into them shortly.
0: Yeah. I mean, personally, I think I've been very clear during this podcast. I, I, I don't think Florian had anything to do with it. I mean, Raven we all have that one friend that gets too high and loses stuff. That's important. Maybe it's a wedding ring. Um, you know or you know maybe we have that one friend who who has sketchy behavior but they're not a bad guy you
1: know yeah so So one of the theories was that rebecca was a runaway and it was because of her depression so family has came forward and friends saying that rebecca was struggling mentally she had toxic friends who were really affecting her day-to-day life she was being a little bit of bullied in school and it made her just really sad she felt like she had no drive no energy and no urge to live that's words that she had sent to her friend she said that she felt empty like she had no calling in life and she only liked it whenever she was intoxicated
0: um so that would be sucks honestly yeah that is super
1: sad that would be a reason for her to run away
0: um also with having thirty thousand followers on instagram you know you feel like you're probably feel like you're putting on a mask all the time with your filtered photos and and being i've noticed a lot that kids who get big on the internet sooner like earlier in life when they're in high school and stuff like that you know they're not popular kids in school they're popular on the internet but they don't have people close to them in real life and i I think that could be a struggle for her Yeah,
1: so the police are still searching the neighboring countries. They're looking for her in Multiple different countries, we're not just in Berlin in Germany anymore. We're searching for her cell phone. I say we're like I'm the authorities, but the authorities I'm is searching I'm for her cell this phone. Case. <laughs> it's me, it's all me. No, but it's we're ser- raven <laughs> They're searching for her cell phone. And they believe that all the answers to this case can be answered through her cell phone data. So that is the main thing they're trying to find in this particular case. There have been a few sightings or so called sightings. Um, one of her neighbors said they did see her at eleven thirty a.m. the morning of her disappearance, which would place her in the neighborhood after the time that she was supposedly not at
0: home, according the to Florian. With that would be what time did she get on the bus?
1: Exactly, but she was seen at the bus stop, but there was no time recorded at that sighting, so we're not sure.
0: And I guess she would have had it- to catch a later bus if that neighbor is right. correct.
1: Right, and that would prove that she didn't go to school that day, which we already know. But the police completely dismissed all of these sightings. They didn't find them credible enough to pursue. Um, there was a dating profile that was created, and it did resemble her. But police used technology to see if it was her, and it ended up not being her. Um, but that theory did cause a lot of speculation that she may be involved in sex trafficking
0: which um, we already have talked about being very common everywhere in the world, but in Europe too.
1: Right. It's just easier to cross borders over there. It's just, it's a, it's a problem nation nationwide worldwide. Um, but it's even more prominent in
0: European countries because of the accessibility to travel, you know? <laughs> yeah. I I know I referenced um, Taken in, in, the, in the last podcast episode, but seriously, that's, we all learned about it because of Taken and, where did right. she get taken? Europe. <laughs> right. But that account was made in
1: the United States. They used her pictures and pretended to be her, but it was ruled out to be a catfish, which is disgusting.
0: It's yeah, disgusting. especially for a missing person. Like, if you knew that, screw you, dude. It's like, gross. gross. That's all. Those kind of people who do that. Oh my gosh, I can't stand them. They're awful anyway. But then they use a missing person's pictures is even worse because that gives right. hope to the family. That gives hope to the friends. You know, right? It it made it believable too because it was
1: made in the United States. So they were thinking that you know maybe she was taken to another country, which is why they haven't found her in Europe. But it ended up being just a catfish, and it it made the family lose a little bit of hope. You know, not cool. Yeah. So. At one point, there were remains found in Berlin, but they were forensically tested and it came back not to be hers. They belonged to a missing man who went missing around the exact same time that Rebecca did. So that can be ruled out. They were not her remains. Ugh, man. Um yeah also there was a time where two teens found a fleece blanket in the woods it was around the same color but not directly the same color so it was ruled out as well as being her blanket the fleece one that i had mentioned earlier the purple pink magenta one
0: oh, wait, um, wait, wait
1: is the only reasoning because of the color um uh, maybe not but i mean that's a big reason i think that i mean maybe it could have been faded over I time it but it could
0: be faded things could change
1: But like I said, I did my
0: best research and I don't
1: speak German. So I I tried. (laughs) Okay, that's that's a fair one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so like I said, there are multiple theories. Um, The runaway one that we talked about with depression, that is a very common theory that a lot of people do believe in Germany. The Florian theory that we've discussed pretty much the entire podcast is a huge one in, in Germany. Majority of people who do know this case and surround themselves around this case believe that Florian is guilty, unlike you, Sydney. I just
0: don't think it's him. Is he sketchy? Yeah. Is he, like, perfect? No. But, I mean, if he really is innocent, this has got to be really even harder on the family, because they're already dealing with their their missing loved one, and then His kid is growing up with a dad who all of Germany thinks is a bad dude, and his poor wife. Exactly. And that's why the family is working so hard to clear his name, because he's lost job
1: opportunities. He's obviously been ridiculed in the streets, just because his name is associated with something so big. It's probably definitely hard for his wife raising a daughter with him, knowing that people believe these things about him. I can't
0: imagine. Yeah, it, it's got to be affecting their lives. So I, I definitely feel for the family. Um, feel for the family either way. If I, he's not I, guilty. If, if, yeah. especially, if, especially if he's not guilty, I mean. Yeah. Um, another uh, theory that we've
1: discussed that is a huge one in Berlin is that she ran away with Max.
0: I would be why he ghosted his social media. It, it does make sense. I don't think that's what happened. But it is it does make sense and the thing is even if max isn't exactly who he says he is he wasn't necessarily like some creepy 40 year old living in his mom's basement that chops people up like ted bundy like right he, he could just be some guy that had bad intentions it could be a sex trafficking trick it could be teenagers being dumb but i don't think it is
1: There are so many different theories in this case and just speculation and I don't feel like there's a whole lot of solid evidence in this case which makes it extremely hard for authorities to figure out where she is. Where did she go? What was she doing? There's no real concrete evidence. There's no CCTV footage that we can look at and see where she's at. It's just a really hard case and a very strange one because it seems like she just
0: disappeared into thin air exactly so if you guys do know anything um if you've ever been to europe or you know people in europe or you speak german and you know some stuff um raven what's a good source for him to go to with information
1: um i don't know the exact number i'm not really familiar with germany or anything, but i would definitely reach out to a berlin police department or i don't know fbi or something um I'll have to get more into that and look at that, Cindy. I'm not really... Crime crime stoppers, maybe? I'm not sure if they have crime stoppers in Berlin. I probably should have looked that up before this case. But if you know anything at all, definitely reach out to some kind of authorities overseas in Germany, Berlin. Even the FBI here can reach out and, you know, figure something out.
0: Never stay quiet if you know something that could help.
1: Definitely, definitely. But that is the case of Rebecca Rouge. It was interesting to me, like I said, because we don't have any concrete evidence. We don't have any answers, um, but we definitely need to, so never stop looking. I know I whenever I was doing the research, I looked on Instagram to try and find her page. I wasn't successful in it, but I did find several, several Instagrams dedicated to her life and posting pictures and her friends just wanting her to be found and the hashtags of her name going around. And there's so many people who love and care about this girl and want her home safely. So definitely don't stop looking. Like I said, in the last episode and this one, this is still a missing person. This is still a person who is, who could be alive, who is presumed to be alive because we don't have a body. So we cannot say, oh we can't say was she's, she is, you know,
0: and this is very recent as well. This is from 2019 guys. So so
1: only like a year and a half ago, I think it was, or almost two years ago, but, so if you want to see more pictures on this case and information, definitely head over to our Instagram. I'll mention it again. It is Two Dead Girls Podcast on Instagram. If you have any case suggestions or you want to send us any spooky paranormal stories, including paranormal pictures, we love seeing pictures of ghosts, email them to us at two dead two dead girls at gmail.com and we will make time to go over those, put them in an episode, shout you out post the pictures to our Instagram. Just thank you so much for the support we've gotten this far on our last episode, the Brittany case, Brittany Drexel case, our first episode, our intro to why we are the two dead girls. We hope that you're loving it. We hope you're loving the intro and our poem we discussed in the first episode. We're just so happy to be here. and We're so happy that you guys are all along for the journey with us.
0: Yes, and we promise our next case will have closure instead of another unsolved mystery.
1: Yes, we want to switch it up for you guys. We know that you guys don't want all the same thing. We want to do everything. We think that missing person cases are important, but also, so are solved cases and always talking about the people, like the people, and saying their names because they're important to continue, you know, to continue their legacy pretty much. Yes, you listen, guys. She said, Thanks for (laughs) listening, guys. That's my daughter who won't (laughs) sleep, everybody. She's got the hiccups. Okay,
0: go get your pillow. Oh, my goodness. I love her so much. So we will see you guys in our next
1: episode, and we're super excited about it. So make sure again that you are subscribed, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, iHeart Radio, Google Podcasts, or just Podbean. And we're gonna sign out. So two fave dead girls signing out. Bye, guys.